You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, hello again. Patrick Oliver Jones here. Welcome back to Why I'll Never Make It and part two of my focus on financial wellness. In the previous episode, I did a rewind as Rebecca Selko from the Actors Fund went through the basics of financial strategies and how to organize our expenses and incomes. That was from a conversation she and I had a year ago in her New York office at the Actors Fund. The thing that struck me, I think, the most about our conversation then is how like bubbly and like optimistic I sound and you're like we you know and I don't feel that energy myself I don't know about you but I feel like it's a little more somber like these days right I I hope that it's all gonna work out but I I keep saying I'm I'm like I'm not your fearless leader I am your mildly terrified but cautiously optimistic leader like that is that is how I am in fact, all month long, she and the Actors Fund have been conducting info sessions with artists. And today, you get your very own one-on-one session as she and I get together on Zoom to discuss specific action steps we can take here and now as COVID continues to impact our daily lives and finances. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. Thank you so much for, for having me, Patrick. I am really honored to be back here. Well, it is certainly a crazy time and uh, in somewhat a, a tense, stressful time to, to be back. And, and I know that for a lot of us, money issues is, is one of the biggest things. Theaters are closing down. Uh, summer seasons are gone. Uh, work, auditions, stuff like that is kind of uh, hard to come by these days. And so it's certainly one of those things where for us actors, us performers, creatives, we are wondering well, where is that next job going to come from? When's that next paycheck? And I'm sure that you are hearing a lot of that in these info sessions that you're doing. Yes. Yes, it is definitely a challenging time right now. Um, And obviously for so many reasons. Um, I think in normal times, when it comes to our financial wellness, we like shoulda, coulda, woulda, 
on ourselves a lot. Like that's what I'm seeing the most is, you know, that's like, I should have done this. I should have done that. I could have done this. If only I thought of that, right. We do that in normal times. And so now that has just been elevated into the stratosphere, right? Because we're confronted with so many extraneous circumstances that are completely not in our control. Um, and any plan we thought we had may have gone out the window. Like that happens in normal times. And now it's like it's happening to everyone. Um, and also not just in the entertainment world either, right? So it's almost been like the great equalizer. Now other people can relate to the pain <laughs> of the variable income and the uncertainty, right? Everyone gets it. They don't like it, <laughs> but they get it. Yeah, it is interesting now that the rest of the world is basically going through what we go through. And so in, in a certain way, I'm like, yeah, I lose jobs all the time. So, so this is like, there's nothing new to us actors, but it, but it is a little more universal because it's one thing to have, have that theater gig. You're done with that. Now you're looking for the next one because there is a next one out there. It's just a matter of finding it and being cast. Whereas right now there is no next job. So you, you've mentioned about the shoulda, coulda, wouldas that we're kind of going through right now. And I think one of the biggest ones, because we've heard you should have that emergency fund, you should have that ready to go. Well, it's now time. And what if you don't have it? What if you didn't fully prepare for that? It's okay. Um, we, we do the best we can with the information that we have available to us now. If we shoulda, coulda, woulda have done it yesterday and we didn't, the best time to start is today, right? Better than tomorrow. Um, also, remember that you've been on these roller coasters, right? You know the roller coaster ride. You're familiar with this amusement park. Like you've been here before. And so I think in some sense, and I'm not saying that this is not a big deal, so don't worry about it. Why you no, right? But to to kind of encourage, to encourage people um, that you know how to do this, right? It just looks much different than what you've experienced before, but you know how to do this. Um, there's, there's a process that I teach of financial wellness doesn't change, right? It doesn't change and it hasn't changed. The numbers absolutely have changed, right? The numbers are totally different. The, the maybe the plans are totally different, but the process is exactly the same. It's just going to happen a little faster with different numbers. So what should we be prioritizing now with regards to our, our expenses and stuff like that? Since income is what's limited right now, if, if even existent, how should our expenses change or prioritize differently now? Um, that's a really good question. And so we want to um, take a look at everything. Holi like that's the process, right? Is to, to take a look at everything holistically before we start making decisions about what we should do um, with, our, with our income or our expenses. Um, so the process is intention, attention, action, right? It's what do I want? What are my goals? And then it's... Um, gathering information, analyzing that information and making a decision about that information so that you can have a plan. So the plan needs to be connected to your goals and what you want. Even if you're like, well, what I want, who cares right now what I want? I just got to, no, but we still care. We, we, we can't just focus on like how to survive today. You still get to, to have an opinion about what you want. So we still factor that in. And then once you have that plan, then you start taking action. Now, when I teach this, when I was teaching this, when we last spoke a year or so ago, 
I was like, oh, we'll spend six weeks like gathering information and analyze. we don't have time for that ish right now. Right now we got to like do it quickly, but the process is still happening. So you're asking me about what can we think about whether our expenses first, you need to gather information about your expenses, right? You still need think about what you want. What would you, what, what is important to you? What are your priorities? Um, in an ideal world, what would you like to see happen right now? What would you like to see happen um, in two months, three months, question mark, question mark, number of months, whenever this is over? What do you want? Then gather information about your numbers. Um, I know I'm going to get pushback. Your listeners are like, what? No, I'm not, it doesn't matter what was happening. It's totally different now. It, it is. And we still need to ground our plans in the reality of what it costs to be us. Um, so you're gathering information about your, about three things mainly, right? When it comes to your expenses first, and then you get to make decisions about what to do about it. Um, but first gathering information about your bills, right? What are the expenses you've committed to? What do you have to pay? Not, are you going to pay it just right now? Lay of the land. What do you have to pay? You're going to add to that list of bills all of the upcoming one-time expenses that you expect, right? So the list may include, right, my laptop is like this close. It's like taking its last couple steps. Um, I may need a new laptop in the next three months, right? I don't know if it's going to survive this. So maybe that's an expense that you expect that you might have, right, in the next few months. So any upcoming one-time expenses again, not paying them, just listing them. And then um, any information, as much information as you can get about your recent spending. I know the numbers are different. I know that, that your dining out budget specifically is probably a lot less than it was before your coffee budget too. Like probably a lot. I don't, you know, I don't actually know. Is Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, are those places considered essential businesses? My husband told me that Dunkin' Donuts was closed. So yesterday, uh, a Dunkin' Donuts near us was open and they were serving coffee. Aha! Okay. So maybe your coffee budget has not <laughs> been, um, completely changed, but it may have been amended because of the social distancing, right. And not, you know, but it doesn't matter. We're going to do the best we can with the information available. So get a sense of what, it, what you spent on everything, um, for the last, and usually I do six months. I will give you a break here and say two to three, right. At a, um, at a minimum, if you can do more, that's great. But like two months at an absolute minimum so that you're still able to get some semblance of an average, you're going to look at two to three months of statements from all your accounts, your PayPal, your Venmo, your credit cards, your like, just where is the money going, um, going and coming assign a category to every expense you have, and then just total those categories divide by the number of months you're looking at. And now, you know, the lay of the land for what it costs to be you pre COVID and maybe a little bit of, of, of COVID crisis as well, right? So, mm -hmm. so you're gathering that information first. You also gather information about your income, right? Same thing. You're going to just look at what you know, then you're going to make the plan later. So you start with any expected income, anything you think is coming in, anybody who owes you money, if you're still working part-time, what you're earning from that, um, from all sources and by source. So what is the income that you expect? List any potential sources of income. So if you've gone on the, um, the web, on a website and like put in some numbers and seen if you um, are going to get unemployment, what you think that might be. Um, if you're expecting one of the economic impact payments, a stimulus check, you could write that, right? So any expected potential sources 
sources of income can go on there too. And then note where any more information is needed. And then you're going to list your debt, all the money that you owe to what, to whom, and any and all assets. So look at your bank accounts, look at your stock accounts, brokerage accounts, 401ks, IRAs, pension funds, like any place that you have assets, you won't like it at all right now. It is ugly. It is ugly out there. Um, mm -hmm. it's, you only lock in the losses when you sell. So don't panic. Just look. Don't make any rash decisions. Once you have all of that, then I can answer your question about what we should be doing about our spending, right? But I also walk through that process with a, you know, with a fictitious person. But that's it has to start by gathering information because otherwise we just like, aim, we're aiming all over the place, right? We're just like, I don't know, pick something. Pick something I could reduce. We, we want to create some structure and order to this. There's enough chaos out there as it is right now. So we want to try to manage our little area um, with as much order as, as we possibly can in the middle of all of this crazy. It sounds like it's a matter of finding control in a, in a time of, of uncontrol, uh, when there's so much that's out of our hands, to find, you know, at least our expenses, our income, whatever it may be, to gather all that and really find a sense of control and normalcy. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it, it, is, it is a skill, absolutely, to find and hold on to the things that we can control and then let go of the ones that we can't. Right. And so we want to focus on that first by saying, well, what, what even is there, right? What even is it? And then, right. What can I do about it? Because the other thing that you need to gather information about, not just your own situation, but also the, the other piece of the gather info phase is to learn what options exist for reducing expenses and increasing income, right? And there are a lot of programs and, and um, new laws and new rules and some new things completely and some things that were old things that have been expanded, right? So getting the, the education of what government relief is out there, right? What grants are available to me? Well, what about this unemployment thing, right? Well, how do I apply for that? Oh, there's these small business loans. What do I need to do to get that, right? So you need to gather the information about the options and then the more detailed information about how do you actually apply for them. And yes, all of this is daunting. Um, and my hope is that also that it becomes empowering for us, right? When we're doing this work, then we're like, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I can get this. I do know this. And oh, I qualify for that. And oh, I can get that. And then it comes into um, a system that's set up for you, right? You're like, well, this is the gap between my, what I spend and what I earn right now. So, but there's that grant, right? That's going to be a thousand dollars. So that's going to plug a thousand dollar hole that I realized that I have as opposed to, um, oh, I can get a thousand dollars. What do I do with it? Ugh. Right. So right. You, you're going to know once you go after these other sources of income or once you start to go after um, any ways to reduce your expenses, then it's coming into um, into the organized system that you've set up. So there's less chaos and less confusion. What should be that step by step? Like, should we should we look at income first and try to you know, get more of that? Should we look at these different unemployment or grant options? Should we try to decrease spending first? What should be that step-by-step -step and kind of first, <laughs> first order? I'm like, all of it, all of it. <laughs> Once you have this full picture, right, you've gathered this information. Um, I recommend following the energy, but you've got to get it all done, right? So follow the money and follow the energy. I guess don't just follow the energy, follow the money and follow the energy, right? If it all needs to get done 
focus on one thing that you think you could get done today, right? If it's not the best thing, it was something, right? So I do think at least practically speaking, one thing people should not be focusing on right now um, is paying off debt. Uh, I think this is the time where, and I'm, and I'm the debt girl, right? I, I wrote a book about debt. Like I am all about pay off your debts, but right now I think debt is probably the least of our concerns. Um, and really focus on that food, clothing, shelter, right? Like making sure that your basic needs and health, obviously I should, that's like the most basic one. Um, make sure that those needs are met, um, to the extent that, there is relief available to you to tap into. Hopefully it's in those areas, but you also, you want to know like where you're going to be granted a reprieve and not focus on those things. Right. So, so, um, so you do need to think about your rent, but if you've been granted a reprieve or maybe your landlord individually is saying, I'm not going to charge you rent, or I'm only going to charge you half, you know, if you can work something out with your landlord, then now you don't have to worry about that expense anymore. Right. So you can think about like the kind of bigger expenses and like, well, what can I do to attack the bigger ones um, and either reduce them or um, pause them? And if you're pausing them, note whether it's something that's like being paused forever and you're never going to have to pay it or if it's just being paused for now as a temporary reprieve, like what I was just describing with the landlords. And, and it's better to um, try to work it out with your landlord, your utility company, your credit card, right? Then just be like, I'm going to put my head in the sand where it's warm and sandy um, and I'm not going to pay and good luck coming. Like it's better to try to work it out. Um, but really like all of these things need to be done. Like you should be looking into your student loans. You should be looking into your credit card. I'm shitting on you right now, but I mean it. Like you should be talking to your landlord. You should be, you should be saying where you can reduce anything to the extent possible. Just See where people are willing to work with you. And certainly you're going for forgiveness first. Like you'll never have to pay it. But then next is like, well, can I get a pause on it? Can you reduce the fees? Right. So look at that, those things. But if you need to do all of it, like follow your energy, right? Well, today I don't really feel like talking to my landlord, but I think I could handle like, um, so, you know, maybe today I feel like I can do something online, but I can't like keep calling 1200 times to get through, but I could do something online. That's what I mean by follow the energy. This is what I feel like. Here's my giant list of to do's. Which one do I feel like doing? If you do that, great. You've crossed something off. Perfect. You've taken a, an action step forward and you get a round of applause and three pats on the back. Right. Yeah. For that. A lot of it is, is day to day. And what's getting us through for some of us are credit cards. And so how should we be using that in a, in a better way or be mindful of that credit card use even during this time? If your credit card is your only option, then you do what you got to do. Honestly, like if, if you need to increase your credit limit, like ask them for a credit li limit increase, right? And just, you've got to focus on taking care of your basic needs, but make sure that you're using the credit card for, for real needs at this point. Um, and, and needs can be wants as well. So if you really need something that's self-care right now, be honest with yourself. Like, don't just be in a space of deprivation. If you, like, if this is going to help you, like, get it, do it, but be honest whether it actually is or you're just telling yourself that. Um, and you have my blessing as long as you're being honest with yourself. Um, but credit cards really should be, to me, the last resort after you have exhausted all of the other options for increasing income. So if you 
qualify for any grant, or if you think you might qualify for a grant, then your job is to do research to see if you qualify for grants and apply for them. There are a lot of grants out there right now. The Actors Fund is giving out money, like hand over fist may be the wrong expression, but maybe it isn't. Okay, I will read one of my fun facts. So as of today, um, since March 18th, and this is as of last night, the Actors Fund has distributed 3217 thousand one hundred and fourteen dollars to two thousand six hundred and fifty people and have received over nine thousand requests for financial assistance and we are processing those um and the actors fund is a steward for union funds as well as um we have our own fund um so if you are a member of sag or a member of equity like there's money that you can access if you need support paying for things in the next couple of months, paying for your basic living expenses. Um, so if you're hearing me, you're like, wait, what? I'm a member. Like, go apply. Like, it's money, right? It's money that we are happy to give you and we have to give you. We don't get to just go out and have a party. Like, we're supposed to be giving this money out. Um, so definitely look into grants. Free money you don't have to repay, right? Look into um, unemployment. Also designed now to be income replacement in a way that it never was before. Um, so previously, before, before pandemic times, um, unemployment was designed just to kind of tide you over while you were looking for a job. And also you couldn't get it if you were an independent contractor. So a lot of that has changed. The federal government is now giving an additional $600 payment. And again, this could change. This could be very dated by the time it comes out right now. And, and I heard this morning that people have actually gotten it. So the federal government is giving an additional $600 now flat on top of whatever your benefit is um, in your state. So everybody gets it. It's an automatic $600 and people are actually getting it. So in New York, you could actually wind up getting more than you were even making just because of the $600. So exhaust that before you think about um, credit cards. Um, there are small business loans that you can get even when your business is, I'm just an independent contractor, right? Or I'm a sole proprietor. Like you can apply for a loan and the loan is a grant. So that's interesting. Yeah, I've, I've seen the postings for these. Uh, it's through the Small Business Administration. And so they're offering these loans that are forgivable loans, yeah. which basically, as you said, turns them into a grant. Wait, wait, wait. Like, I don't know if it's tax-free forgiveness. I, I actually don't know the answer to that. It might be. Um, you're also, by the way, um, so that also to look into is... Um, an economic impact payment or a quote stimulus payment and every adult who has filed a 2019 or 2018 tax return who makes as a single person $75,000 or less is going to get $1,200 just like magic into their bank account, right? So I can't believe that this is happening, um, but this is supposed to be happening. It's supposed to be happening in the next few weeks. So maybe by the time you're hearing the lovely sounds of my voice, this has already happened for you. I don't know. Um, so that's another chunk of money. And I'm not saying, oh, well, you don't have to put anything on credit cards because look, I just described like $3,000. So obviously that's a right. No, not necessarily. Um, but making sure that you have exhausted other options because there is money to be had out there right now. There may even be, I don't know, maybe part-time work to do from home to apply for, but these things are saturated right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy town out there. Um, yeah. And now I will answer your question. If you have to use a credit card, right? If you're like, yeah, Rebecca, I did all that. Check, 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 check. Okay. I still have a gap between my earning um, and my spending. Then yes, 
manage it with your credit card, right? It, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. And you can't have shame about it right now. It's just, we don't have time for that. Um, this is not the advice I would have been giving you three months ago. Um, but this is, this is where we are right now. And who knows, right? We don't know what is going to happen as far as debt forgiveness or, you know, collection activities that we, we just don't know. Um, it's, it's really, even the experts are not experts. We are learning as we go, um, right now. And so nothing I'm saying anymore is unique to the entertainment industry, right? It, it was, and it, I mean, it's not, it's not nothing, many things are, but a lot of people now who have never used a credit card before to float themselves are going to be doing that, right? A lot of people are going to be using credit and, and debt to fill gaps in earning and spending when maybe they had a job, right? They have like nine to, even those nine to five workers that were like, I will never be one, right? Even those people are like, I mean, what is it? I think as of today, it was like 16 million people have applied for unemployment. It's crazy. So they're going to have to do something because the system is going to collapse. I mean, it's, it's going, I, that's scary actually to say that out loud. I'm like, oh my God, like it is possible, right? I hope that doesn't happen, but it's possible. So it's not just us anymore, right? It's everybody. Another thing I wanted to mention, this isn't on the income side. So there's another major, um, thing that happened with respect to student loans in the federal government. And that is that if you have federal direct student loans, and I, I have to put that in there. So remember this word direct student loans, because it's not just federal loans. It has to be a specific kind of federal student loan. But if you have a federal direct student loan, meaning that your student loan was issued by the federal government um, when you went to school, then right now they are putting a three month, um, no, sorry, not three months, six months, six months, six months. What am I talking about? It was three now, it's six, six month, um, suspension on payments so you don't have to pay and no interest is accruing. And if you have those types of loans, that is automatic. So if you had a student loan payment before, now your student loan payment is automatically zero if you have those types of loans. That's amazing. You're never going to have to pay that interest, right? And you don't have to make payments for six months. So that's a major piece of your um, financial, or could be, maybe it's a major piece of your financial puzzle that you now don't have to think about too hard. You should think about it, but not too hard for the next six months. Um, if you don't have federal direct loans, if you have other kinds of federal loans, generally you can tell if your loan was issued before 2010, then it's probably a not a direct loan. Back in the day, the federal government used to just back the loans. They didn't actually issue them directly. So FFALP loans and Perkins loans, other kinds of loans are not necessarily issued by the government, but those loans um, are now... Um, potentially still eligible for income driven repayment. So you can still, if you've experienced a loss in income, you can still try to get in on one of these plans where your, your payment will be zero. The only difference is your interest will still be accruing. That's, that's not as good, but you're still working towards eventual loan forgiveness in an income driven plan. And you have zero to potentially $0 in payment or a more affordable payment. So direct loans, Automatically, it's supposed to happen that you just don't have to make payments for other kinds of federal loans and private loans. Well, other kinds of federal loans, you may be able to get income-driven repayment. You can um, work with your lender to find out if you have private loans, still the wild west out there for private loans. But again, don't just bury the head in the sand and play like neener neener can't catch me like for these three months, like try to work with the lender. Um, if you can get through on the phone, you have to be very patient, um, with all of these, they're inundated with calls. So do what you can do to take advantage of these, these ways that are already out there in some cases automatic for you to reduce expenses and income. And then if you still need to use the credit card, 
you do it with my blessing, right? You do it with my blessing. Just keep track. Just keep track right. of what's happening because it's gonna, it's, I wouldn't say it's going to, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. It is definitely possible that it comes back to bite you in the ass. Like, so try to at least just be mindful and aware, but use it if you need to use it. If you need a credit limit increase, like get it right. So right. that, that we, we got to do, we got to do to survive really right now. The tenacity with which that we look for jobs in our, when, you know, the economy is normal and the world is normal that tenacity that we go after in getting auditions and, and finding work, we now need to transfer that over into finding other sources of income and gathering that information that yes. you said. And not having any shame whatsoever about this, right? Asking for help, right? We, I know I struggle with this. I think we all do some more than others. Um, but I think we all have a hard time asking, right? Just asking for what we need, whether it's a hug or a handout, right? Like just, we have a hard time asking. Um, and so now like we got, we, we have to, if, if you cannot let go of that, then your work, your job, I am assigning you is to work on letting go of that, right? Work on the emotional piece of this on the letting go of, of, mm -hmm of the fear or disdain for asking and just look, if it's out there, just, just see if you can get it right. Just see if you can get it. Um, because we're, we're all trying to do the best that we possibly can. So yes. Yeah, so, and then that tenacity, um, is going to serve you well, right? If you're a tenacious person, which I know you must be, um, if you pursued a career in the arts, then you have tenacity. Um, so you, you know, use that. And, and, and it is one thing that, you can be grateful for um, now relative to people who have never done this before and don't know and don't know how or don't, you know, like you're, you have a leg up in a way. And I was like, I feel like it's really important to hear this. Maybe you've heard it from other people. If you haven't, you can hear it from me. Um, we've got to be patient with ourselves right now. We've got to be gentle with ourselves right now. Like that shoulda, coulda, wooding that, that we talked about at the beginning we got to feel all the feelings. Um, I think as a society right now, like the feeling that, that I feel, I mean, I've lost people who are very, very important to me and dear to me in my life. And I know maybe you are too. I think we're experiencing loss right now in many, many very profound ways. And if you have lost someone, it, it probably feels a lot like that, right? There's those stages of grief. Um, and I think as a society, like it's not just that we're, well, it's not just that we're grieving like individually for the, the, the jobs we may have lost or the opportunities that we may, may have lost. I know I'm thinking of one client right now who was in one of my workshops in March and like he was, he just got cast in his first Broadway show and he was just about to start rehearsals and then Broadway shut down. I mean, like they're like, we have to grieve that, right? We are grieving loss and it's not like, oh, well, at least I still have my health. So I should be, shouldn't be, no, like we, we deserve to be grieving that as individuals, our personal losses. And I think as those of us who um, are artists and creatives, like we feel things so much more in most cases than the average people, right? We just like, we have heightened feelings. And so not only are we experiencing grief um, individually for our own personal losses, but I think we're also feeling like the vibrations of the grief of like society as a whole, because we are all experiencing loss of like norms and things together. And so I think it's really important to, to, 
be mindful of that um, and, and hold space for that, you know, in our lives. And yeah, this has gone like way far down a different path than financial wellness. Um, but I really do think that is, that is, that is a factor at play here, right? When we're thinking about our money, like money is one way to navigate um, and one means that we have to operate in the society. But like, yeah, we're, we're all like dealing with this all at the same time, maybe different ways, but all also together. Um, so hopefully some, some good can come of that too. But yeah. as, as everything is as a little out of, out of sorts and out of whack and right. It's, it's, it's just a weird time to be out there. But uh, I think that the, the tips that you've given here are going to be uh, really helpful to people. Thank you. Well, thank you for, for giving a voice to this and I, I hope that it's helpful and thank you for, for continuing to do what you do and putting this, I mean, we need to have beauty in the world. Like we need to have people who care um, sharing that they care. Right. And so thank you. Thank you so much for all you're doing for, for artists as well. It's amazing. Well, I certainly hope this episode today gave you some clear insight as to what you can do to best organize and manage your finances during this time. For more information on how you can get help or even help others, go to actorsfund.org. A link to their website is provided in the show notes. Oh, and Rebecca had one final recommendation for you. Um, if people are looking for an uplifting online show, so just some some time to um, be in community and, and watch and enjoy. Um, check out starsinthehouse.com uh, for music plays and stories from performers, composers, lyricists, and more. So yeah, please check, check those things out if you feel called to. So is the Stars at Home, is that being produced by Actors Fund? Or yes, it- and raising money for the Actors Fund um, so that we like it comes in and goes right back out, right? So this is how we are able to, to keep helping. Well, these past three episodes have been a slight departure from the normal format of the podcast as I have discussed and focused on COVID and how best to handle this challenging time in our country and in our lives as artists. But in the next episode and beyond, I'll be getting back to interviews with fellow creatives on their own journey in the performing arts. My next two conversations, in fact, will be with Sean Cullen, a Canadian comedian and one of the funniest people that I know, and Alina Alcantara, a beautiful performer whose joyful spirit is both positive and uplifting. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, reminding you that the reasons for not making it, especially at a time like this, may be frustrating and stressful, but the reasons to keep going are even more numerous and rewarding, especially knowing that we're all in this together. I'll see you on the next episode of Why I'll Never Make It. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.